Blog Talk Radio. Yes, sir. And, uh, yes, uh, uh, 
Uh, it's an educational center for uh, 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 children. Is it for children or preschoolers? Yes, it's for um, elementary and middle school children from grade one to Element- eight. Okay. Elementary school children. Yes. All right. Um, I see that you're committing, committed to helping parents who want their children to uh, uh, excel in English and math. Uh, explain that program to to us. Okay, so um, the it's a it's a tutoring service, and um, mm-hmm. what it what it um, entails is um, children coming to uh, after school, and I have a Saturday program also. And um, the after school children they have an opportunity to bring their homework, so we offer them the homework help, and this kind mm-hmm. of takes the stress off the parents because. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of um, content these days in the uh, curriculum, the school curriculum, that has changed. I mean, you know, if you have children, you look at your children's homework, and it's not like um, the the concepts that we used to do back in our days. So some of the parents right. have difficulty helping their children with their homework, this new fandangle math that they're doing and all these different areas for ELA and the reading and what they want the children to do now these days. So what I do is help the parents to um, relieve that stress of helping their children. So the children come to me after their school day, and I help them with their homework and, you know, get into it um, for them, help them to complete it. So by the time they get home, then that stress is off the parent completely. Oh, that sounds great. Um, Let me ask you something, Ms. Muhammad. Yes. Um, I've been doing a little research background. Um. Uh, on on uh, math and language scores mm-hmm. uh, a, a around the country. Can you mm-hmm. explain how important these um, math and language scores, because they really, the Common Core curriculum really caught my eye to really look into what these scores are all about. And since you're tutoring children, how, is, how important are these English and language scores? Well, the Common Core is a very recent um, stipulation that has happened in the education system. Um, it used to be, I can only speak for New York City. Um, uh, in, New York, in New York, it used to be the um, you know, different types of, of standards. Now they have this Common Core to join with the rest of the, of the state. So I believe there's two states that have opted out of this new Common Core, which is Texas, and I can't uh, remember what the other state is. But what it implies now for the children is that um, it, it, it needs them to be able to um, deal with these um, various ways of doing the uh, concepts. So you have um, the math where... You know, the normal two-by-two two multiplication would just be, you know, multiplying the ones and multiplying the tens. But now they have this different way of doing it where you have a grid and, um, you know, you, you use the, the, the different areas of the, the ones and the tens in different ways. But um, I, don't, I don't quite agree with the way the Common, um, common Core standards have. Um, they just dropped it in, in the lap of the, of the children so to speak, mm-hmm. which it's not really fair to them because it wasn't um, gradually brought in. But um, it is important, however, for the children to be able to understand mathematical concepts and understand how to read and understand the, the, what they're reading. Um, so I do agree with, with that content of it, but the, the curriculum now is 
forcing the children to um, be taught towards the test. You can't teach children to the test, but what you can teach children is to um, uh, cultivate their minds to be able to, for, for them to be able to look at the mathematical concept and apply it to everyday life. And I think that's the disconnect these days, what's going on in the schools, is that math is not connected to the children. So it, how it is important for them to learn the math, but they need to know that math is everyday life. And what I see... Sure is. Children, yes. What I see the children mm. are having difficulty with these days is um, word problems in the math. Mm-hmm. And um, word problems Why do you is, think it's that? Why do you think it's that, that the children today had difficulty with the word problems? Because I think there's a, um, there's a, a, a disconnection. They can't associate um, the math with their everyday life. I mean, there's distance, there's fractions. I mean, you know, you cut a pizza, that you're dealing with fractions. But um, I don't think it's, it's um, put to them in that way. Um, so when they read it, there's no connection. They don't associate themselves in the problem. Okay, um, what, how we teach here at New Minds is when they're dealing with a mathematical problem, I have them read it as if they are in the problem. Put yourself in the problem. So when it's um, a name like Sarah cut a pizza into four quarters, imagine yourself doing you know, it's, it's visualization. So you have to imagine yourself being in that math problem and saying to yourself, okay, when I cut a pizza, oh, right, it's a quarter, it's a half, it's an eighth. But it seems um, how it's portrayed to them in school is that there's no, there, there's no connection to them in the math problem. So they have to know as children that, you know, we are math, we are science, you know, we are biology. So, and I think that helps the children more. And I've seen that when I introduce them to that and let them know that, you know, you are math. You know, you walk to school. If you walk to school, that's distance. If you go up the stairs, you know, that's height. That's, you know, when you cut a pizza, that's fractions. When you cut a cake, you know, they, mm-hmm. they have to know that they are what they're learning. And I think that's what, the, um, what is happening these days, why children are not connecting with the... Um, the information that's um, put forward to them in their work. Ms. Muhammad, you know, you sound just like a teacher. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Every parent is a teacher. <laughs> in are fact, we, we are our children's first teacher. Well, before, I heard that before. Before I heard they that go before. to Right. I heard that before. Matter of fact, it used to say mother is the first teacher. Absolutely, absolutely. Before children go to school, you know, we are their first teachers. And, um, you know, I understand it's difficult these days. Parents sometimes have two jobs and, you know, they, um, they, there's lots of uh, working long hours. And sometimes they don't get the time to spend with their children um, to sit them down and teach them the basics before they start school. Because um, so now the age level for reading has gone up. They're saying that children should be able to read by five and six. Children should be able to read by two and three before they go right. to school. And, um, you know, once you introduce your children to these early, um, early concepts. Early learning, then, yeah. Yes, early learning, definitely. It's much more right. easier for them to be able to deal with school if they can read before they go. So, um, you know, there's this... Um, 
disconnect with children not being able to read before they start school. And I think that's another one of the problems um, in terms of them being able to um, do the work um, properly to the best of their potential. Well, how can parents motivate their uh, children to read at a young age? Yes, reading. Um, well, it, start, it starts. At, it starts in the home, basically, before we get. Yes, it does. Yes, it edu- does. And before we get to any educational centers, so how can, yes. especially young parents, uh, yes. well, let's say all parents, um, how can they mm-hmm. motivate their children? Because they got a lot of competition. They got the TV. They got the smartphones. They got the videos. So right. how can they? compete with all that technology okay they utilize that technology in the right, that's what I was just to that yes they, they can utilize it that's what you have to do I mean you can't get away from the fact that we're living in a technological age now you can't get right. away from that so I think what the, what the um, parents need to do is incorporate it you know I mean you have um, reading reading is fun children should be able to love that I mean there's a a, a big um, a debate now about um, you know books versus digital books and um mm. you know what you, do you know is digital you, books going to win right yeah well you know i mean <laughs> it it, mm. it it really depends i mean with young children i think you know the younger the child is i think digital books is a good way to engage them in the reading because you have um you know the color the the the, the brightness and there's other things that they can do in terms of the book you know, you have the coloring to do with the book. You have the pictures. You know, they 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 become more engaged now with um, with the digital books. But then, um, as the children get a little older, then you have to take that away because it, then it becomes a distraction with all the right. extras that's in the digital book. It becomes a distraction. So then you have to be able to. Um, to take the digital book away and then give the child the actual, um, uh, you know, hardback books. Right. Yeah, so that's able to to deal with that because um, it, it, it gets a little distract, distractive. But, yes, the, the parents can utilize that technology definitely and, um, you know, make everything hands-on for the younger children before they start school. Um, you know, with the math, they can use marbles, they can use toys to count, they can use flashcards. Mm-hmm. They can use things that um, children are able to grasp and touch, and that way you're also um, incorporating their fine motor skills, their gross motor skills, so they're able to, um, uh, you know. When you say motor skills, I know what motor skills mean, but uh, some of our audience may not know what motor skills are. Fine, okay. uh, Elaborate on motor skills, what they are. I know they they hear that teacher conferences, but... uh, they still fine. probably don't know. Right. Okay. So fine motor skills are with the the younger children um, when they're first learning to to write, when they're holding small objects like the pen, the pencil, mm. the crayon, the coloring pencil, and they're able to hold it in a certain way. And um, you know when they're uh, grasping things that are small, they're able to. Um, have it between their fingers and able to get the feeling for it and um, the proper way to hold certain things that are fine and small. That's why they call fine motor because of your um, the movement of your of your digits uh, as in as in your fingers. And then your gross motor skills is when the children are able to run around and jump and climb the stairs and you know gross meaning 
bigger as opposed to fine, which means smaller. So it's just a, um, a way to describe the um, different actions of the child, uh, big actions as opposed to smaller actions. Okay. So Ms. Muhammad, now I'm going to move the questioning away from the educational approaches and techniques and models. Mm-hmm. And um, as I was reading, I observed that African-American children are not successful in public schools. Right, right. Why is, or, or let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Are public schools being fair to African-American children or public schools being successful in teaching African-American children? No. The question to that is no. Okay, so let's, let's, Let's go back to um, the meaning of education first before I can answer that question. What is education? Go right ahead. It's your show, Ms. Muhammad. (laughs) It's your show. I appreciate it. Thank you. know, what is education supposed to be as opposed to what it is here in America? So you have, um, you know, true education is supposed to, it's supposed to cultivate the student's mind. It's supposed to cultivate their spirit, their body. And then after that cultivation, it's supposed to, you know, show the children how to give the service to their family and themselves first, actually, their family to mm-hmm. the community and obviously to the world. So what's happening in the schools these days is that um, everything has been taken away from black children in terms of physical ability. All they have left in the schools these days is gym for the children to be able to express themselves. There, there is they don't have a, art and music anymore? No, sir. Very rarely. That's been taken out of the schools now. If you go back many years or go back to our days, I mean, I was born in the 60s. Right. So, you know, if you go back to 60s, 70s, 80s even, um, you know, even though I, I, I grew up in another country, it, but, but it, doesn't, it doesn't matter in terms of what's going on now in, in schools um, worldwide is that music, music is gone. Mm. Art is gone. Um, I remember when I was in school, we used to do home economics, which was, you know, cooking. I remember we, that. I remember that. Yeah, I remember hey, that. Embroidery. Um, we had the boys' schools up the road, and they had carpentry. They had, um, you know, electrical, um, hands-on things, uh, music. Music is a, is a huge part, playing an instrument. It's, it's self-expression, art, and all of that type of stuff. What's going on now is that a child is seated for six hours of the day, with the exception of um, taking a break and lunch, and then they're required to sit there at the desk and listen to the teacher for six hours. And that is not um, conducive to us as a people, black children. You can't expect black children to just sit there and um, listen to the teacher all day while she's on the smart board. There's this um, research that's out that's, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, or the audience, right brain learners as opposed to yes. left brain learners. Right yes. brain learners, are, um, predominantly black boys, are right brain learners. If you look at the, um, how children play when they're young, male and female, boys are very right. hands-on. They're very kinesthetic. They're very manipulative. They like to Mm. get their hands on things. They like to play with the toys and, you know, action men and things like that. You know, girls girls are, but, um, you know, more so boys. 
So what's happening in the school now, because they've taken all of that creative activity out, it's, um, it's rendered the, 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 our black boys especially redundant. So what's happening now is that you have our boys are just sitting there, you know, or what, they, what they're doing now is they're labeling them with ADD or ADHD, which is, right. um, you know, um, ADD is attention, attention deficit disorder. Yes, and ADHD is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Now, right. if you sit a child down for six hours, of course they're going to want to get up. They're going to want to move around. They're going to want to um, play with something, touch something. So what they're doing now, they've taken that out of the school. So um, what the children are experiencing now is special education. This is where they put most of our black boys. And this is what's happening also, to... big money in special education. Special education? Special education. Huh? I'm sorry, repeat that? I didn't hear that. I said there's a lot of money in special education now. Yes, yes. Yeah, special education, um, you know, they say it's for students who are delayed um, mentally, physically, socially, emotionally. But if you sit a child down for six hours, then, uh, you know, of course they're going to want to get up. They're going to want to run around. They're going to want to do certain things. So what's happening now is the teachers are not incorporating, um, you know, physical in the learning. They're not incorporating engagement in the learning. And that's what's happening to the children right now is that they're being diagnosed with ADHD or, or um, ADD and they're being put in special education. But um, there's a high percentage of our children in that um, area right now, black children um, predominantly. And um, Miss, Miss Muhammad, it's, it's let me ask you something. It's a disaster. Hello? A, yes, you can hear me? Yes. Let me ask you something, Ms. Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of negative uh, perception about special education and black children in the United States of America. This is not only New York. This is in Pennsylvania, Florida, the Midwest, Texas, California. It's all over this country. Um, yes. I just, I just want to know. I, I just want to get your take on that. Um, do you feel that the special education curriculum is preparing our young boys for prison? Yes. Wow. <laughs> In one word. Wow. But um yes, it 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 is because um you Why know, our, our our boys are not are not prepared for when they leave school. You know, the high school dropout rate, I mean they the high school dropout rate is is over 50% with our um, black boys. I believe the last time I, I, I looked, it was like 66%. Um, 66 percent of dropout Yes, rate? it's extremely high. It's extremely high. It's, it's, it's disastrous. It's appalling, in fact. And this is because our boys are um, predominantly right brain learners, and, you know, they're not being engaged at school. You know, um, if you look at our, our young boys can reel off rap lyrics more than they can relay to you what they learned in school. So we have to utilize that then. So why don't we um, use rap lyrics then for their ELA? Why don't we use, you know, obviously the ones that are, um, 
you know, without the um, the, 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 the the swearing in there. But um, you need to, to you need to be able to utilize that for our, our our children. You need to be able to utilize basketball in mass. You need to be able to right. utilize. You know, money, when you're talking about decimals, put money in there. They're interested in money. Boys are interested in basketball. Girls are interested in sports. You have to use what our children are interested in. So what's happening with our boys now is that it's boring for them in school. They're right-brain learners, most of them, and it's, it's boring for them in school. So they drop out of school early, and then there's nothing for them to do out there. So they want to make the money, but what they do is they, they tend to turn to crime, and I believe that this is by, by design. And, uh, you know, they're yeah. building jails more than they're building schools. So Isn't everybody, that, true? That, is a, that is an actual fact. So I believe that this is by design what, they, what, what they're doing to our, to our people is, um, you know, they've locked everything off. So um, it's not interesting for, for um, our boys anymore. It's not interesting for them. And, you know, and I keep mentioning our boys because this is what I'm seeing most of the time. Uh, and you're six, right there in Brooklyn, too. You're right there in Brooklyn. Yes, also. yes. 60%, so right maybe I would say as high as 70% of my students are boys. And, um, you know, and the, 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 the parent is always saying, well, you know, um, they're just not finding it interesting. So this is what I do. When they come to me because I know about right brain learners and, you know, they're more hands-on and kinesthetic learners, visual learners. I have to incorporate that, and I see a difference in them learning. You know, there's a huge difference when I incorporate basketball. I incorporate things that they want to read about, biographies about people that they're interested in, you know, um, areas that they're interested in. And I ask them, I engage them. Teachers don't have conversations with their students. The class size is too big. So, um, you know, they don't get to know their students on an individual basis. Hmm, what do you like? You know, this is second time, this is second time during this interview that you had did a gut shot towards the teachers. And mm-hmm. I'm going to hold up on that teacher question about a few minutes, but I want to uh, uh, finish this. Uh, uh, I have one more question about the public school system. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, people in this country not only black folks, but a whole lot of folks, other uh, folks of other cultures, yes. are looking towards alternative education learning. So right. um, uh, 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 one that comes to mind uh, uh, is homeschooling. Yes. Um, uh, another one that comes to mind is the charter schools. Yes. Uh, so uh, who's opposed to it's supposed to have their specialty in their learning style, in their in teaching style. So mm-hmm. how do you feel about all this alternative educational learning system? Well, I, I feel that um, if if you have the time as a, as a parent, um, I currently homeschool my, my last child who's in eighth grade. I'm uh, mm-hmm. currently homeschooling. Now, you know, if you, if you have the time to do that, then, then yes, um, you know, go ahead. Because you don't trust the public schools neither. I see. Well, <laughs> I see you don't trust the public schools neither, huh? You right. Um, yourself, well, huh? public schools not 
Not entirely, no, because um, I don't think they're catering towards um, the, the, the children and their learning styles. You know, there's, uh, everything's, you know, as I said earlier, everything's been shut off to them. And I really think it's not fair the way that, um, you know, they're learning right now. So what I would say is if the parent have, uh, parents have time to um, homeschool their child, then yes, go ahead, because you, you have the, the chance to engage them more, you know, um, I do science experiments with my eighth grader in the kitchen. So, you know, and he, 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 he learns more because he's actually doing, which is, um, you know, definitely conducive to learning. And um, public schools, you know, they just don't have that. Charter schools, they're a little bit different um, in, how, in how they teach. Um, I'm not sure if they incorporate the hands-on or the kinesthetic learning, but... Um, their, their numbers are much higher, and I do get good feedback about charter schools. But I do have um, some students who attend charter schools also. So, you know, they do need um, a little bit of tutoring in terms of um, the homework that they receive. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I mean, if, if, if you, you know your child as a parent, you know your child as an individual, and if you can... If you have the time to do that and you can homeschool them, then why not? Go ahead. You know, I mean, it's not, um, it's, it's, it's perfectly legal. Everything's, everything's fine, you know. You don't have mm-hmm. to be a qualified teacher to homeschool your, your, your child. So um, all the Board of Education needs you to do is to um, send them a letter of intent at the beginning of the school year. And then you send them quarterly reports of um, updates of how your child is doing. And then, um, you know, you can opt out if you want them to take the test or not. But, um, you know, there's no onus on you to say, oh, you're not putting your child in the test. But um, I'm all for this um, alternative learning. I I think it's great. And I think um, we should cater more to the child in terms of um, their learning because, you know, we hear it all the time, our children are our future. And they they really, truly are. So I I definitely agree with um, alternative um, methods. Okay, I just want to take a, a one one minute to say to it. If there's any callers online who wants to speak, please uh, dial the number, press one, and you will be put on the show. Um, okay, um, now let's go to the teachers. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm dying to hear your uh, <laughs> about the, about some of our teachers around the country, especially where it comes. So children of color, mm-hmm. specifically black children. Yes. Um, there are um, there there has been some speculation that teachers feel teachers feel that uh, black children can't pass the kit test that black children cannot learn. Uh, black children are disruptive, and teachers have given up on trying to teach our children. What do That's you true. About? Yes, I, I, read, um, I've, I read, I've read this in an article. Mhm. Yes. So, how you feel about that? Okay. Well, um, there's different um, statistics as you are in a predominantly black area, the schools are not doing very well at all. As you oh, go oh, you out... Have a caller. You have a caller, Ms. Muhammad. Mm-hmm. 
you have a call, a question. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. And then yourself? How are you? I'm I'm well. I homeschooled when it wasn't po- when it wasn't popular in the eighties, hmm. and my my son went into the system in the ninth grade, and he was ninety nine percentile. So um, homeschooling is not <laughs> really, you know. And like you said, um, to hone in on, you know, what it is that that drives them is the best way to homeschool your child anyway because you can use that to to teach them math, to teach them reading, you know, because it, it, it's what they like to do. And say, so, oh, okay, they like that. So, okay, I can incorporate that in their math and their reading, you know, for those who are, are, are in a little confusion of how to, to really go about it, you mm-hmm. know, as well as, of course, the intent. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and he, today he's, um, studying for his master's in film. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. So, so it is a, a wonderful. Mark, yes? um, the, well, I really just um, wanted to say about the school system that we, if we don't take an active part in the education of our children, especially children of color, mm-hmm. um, we we're gonna totally lose them to a system that doesn't even care about itself. That's yes, all ma'am. I say. That is so true. Okay. Did you did you find that um, the homeschooling uh, gave him a, a good foundation before you before you sent him out? An excellent foundation. Yes. Okay. Great. It, it, that 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 is usually um, a, a good thing. I homeschool my my um, also, and I found that a good foundation for them. So, full power to you for that. And more power to you. Congratulations already on his doctorate. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you okay, both for, thank this, you. for this show. All right, bye-bye. 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 Peace and love. Peace and love to you. Well, Ms. Mohammed, I think, uh, I think that uh, a lot of our listening and downloaders uh, uh, may feel the same way as you, especially when it comes to the teachers. So we was on the subject. Uh, yes. Uh, teachers and their attitude towards black children. Can you get back to that? Yes, definitely. Um, well, as I was saying, I believe that um, as the um, as you are in a more predominantly black area, you find that uh, the schools are not doing too well. As you go out into a more diverse area, you find that um, the children do better. And um, I think one of the one of the um, problems in the predominantly black schools is that um, you have white teachers, many, many white teachers, white female teachers. Let's just, let's just get to the point here. And, okay. um, and um, what's happening here is that um, our children are not seeing themselves when they're being taught, and that's uh, another reason for one of the disconnects. So what the um, white female teachers are, uh, when they're teaching, there's a, there's a disconnect there. So um, they're not teaching our children how they need to, to, to teach them. I mean, when I look at the homework from the, uh, my students, I see that um, there's no connection there in terms of if they're learning about someone, it's not uh-huh. them. It's not themselves. 
if they're learning about, if they're doing a, a biography on someone, it's not themselves. And a majority of the time. Um, and, you know, that is um, a real, it's, 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 it's really not conducive to our children's learning when they're not learning about themselves. That's um, a, a, a deep-rooted problem because they leave school thinking that, you know, they have uh, self, self-confidence, self-esteem. Um, you know, that decreases when, oh, so we didn't do anything? You know, our people didn't do anything? And I think that when the teachers are in the school, um, they're not connecting our children to themselves. And I think that's a, a major part of what's going on in the schools these days. And... Um, I've done certain observations during my time um, in my master's degree. You know, it entails you sitting in the classroom and observing. And I see that um, there's not really much conversation going on with the teachers and the children. And I keep using this word disconnect, but it's a huge part of the lack of our children learning. There's a disconnection there. They're not connecting with the children. They're not giving them things that um, the child needs to be able to learn that connects with themselves as an individual. So the whole classroom is taught as one. There's no differentiation. I'm a huge fan of differentiation. And what's going on there is, you know, we're supposed to teach to the child in terms of them being an individual. And what the teachers are doing in the classrooms is that they're just teaching the class as a whole. Okay, so I'm going to teach you this way. But this child might not understand that way. Are you saying that the public school educational system that are located in predominantly African-American communities in the United States are enhancing the level of self-hatred? You could say that. You could say that. I mean, um, I mean, when you look at it, though, when you look at it, um, what, what does that do? If you have a classroom and the, the schools that I've observed in is uh, there, there are no, um, there are no white children in there. I live in Jamaica, Queens. There are no white okay. children in, in the classroom. So, so what is happening is our children are not being taught to see themselves, and that is the result. The result is that. I mean, you have to be able to, you know, um, give our children something that they can connect to. And that is not, it's just not happening. It's not happening in the school. There's nothing that they can connect to. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, it does result in that. It results in them not having enough confidence and enough self-esteem. I mean, you know, um, I have to call it like how I see it, and that's how I see it. Well, you sure called called it a good game here, Ms. Muhammad. One last question. Um, You said, let's go back to the teachers, but one last question. Yes. You said white female teachers. Yes. So how are the black teachers performing these days in teaching out teaching ones that look like them? That's 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 a good question. Um, okay, since the um, Brown versus Board um, uh, of Education case court case back in 1954, um, uh-huh. you had predominantly black teachers teaching the, the the children at that point, and there's been a 66 percent decrease 
in black, cho- in, in black teachers teaching in schools. Of course, the days are in New York. Since 1954. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, since, since 1954. And in, in, an, in, an, uh, an overall, um, overall, there's been a 66% decrease in um, black teachers teaching in the school. Now, um, black teachers, um, when, when they teach, the fact that a black teacher is standing in front of a child does give a little bit of an increase because the child is looking at a, a, a reflection of themselves, first of all, because when we do look at people, you know, it is visual. It's visual first. So, oh, great, you know, and then, you know, that does um, give them a little bit more of, of, of confidence. But then, then again, it depends on that individual teacher still and what that teacher does to make that connection with the children. So, you know, sure. there, there, there is um, a connection that has to be made, though. So you do have black teachers in the schools, but they have to be able to make that connection with the children. In high school, you have more black teachers teaching in high school, um, black males. and um, But still, you, you have a 66% um, dropout. So what is the, the cause of that? It's boring for, 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 the, um, for the children. It's, 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 not, um, it's not made interesting for them. What is the right. reason why they're dropping out? So you still have those questions that still have to be answered. So, um, you know, there, there, there is a, a decrease with um, white teachers, and then there's a slight, and I say ever so slight with black teachers, but overall, whether the teacher is black or white, there has to be a connection with the child and his or her individual learning. That's important. Thank you so, thank you so much, Ms. Muhammad. Do, thank uh, you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Do you have an email address that people want to, uh, in case they want to see, ask for some information? Yes, they can send um, my to my Gmail account, which is Beryl B for boy E R Y L dot Muhammad M U H A M M A D at gmail dot com. Miss Muhammad. Website uh, um, newmindslearning dot com. They can go on there also for more information as uh, in pertaining to my um, uh, tutoring service. Okay, Miss Muhammad, it's been a pleasure for, uh, for, um, for you coming on the show. I appreciate it so much. And this will and this will not be the last time I am going to be in touch with you in 2016. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a good one. I appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, that's our last show for the year. And we concentrate on black children in the education system. And, you know, I find it a crime that you have a school where a black principal and majority of black teachers and our children still are failing and they're still coming home with self-doubt, uh, uh, self-hatred. I mean, come on. You know, I, I mean, it's like Carter T. Woodson. We go to their schools, and not only we bring back the curriculum, we bring back their attitudes, and we bring back their their perception that's towards us. Well, well, like I said, always we got to own our own. Okay, 
I am because we are. We are because I am. So, for people that celebrate these holidays, Happy New Year to all of you. And we're going to have a grand grand time in 2016. I'm out.